seven lengths in front. Cinder Walk can't pick him up. He's a trankel. He gets an immediate response. The champion starts to draw away. And a very warm welcome to the Bar Stewards Inquiry Day 3 review of the Royal Meeting. Myself, as always, sat here with me is John Lang of John Joe's Blogspot on Facebook. And my name's Lee Keys of systembet.co.uk. Well, John, day three. Any better for us? <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a long week and it appears to be getting longer. Um, yeah. Dreadful day for me today. Absolutely dreadful. Yeah, I mean, we 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 touched on it yesterday though that when when you don't get going at this meeting, when you don't get off to that that nice start, I I always think it it, it makes the rest of the meeting harder. I don't know why. It's, it might be just me. I mean, that's that's how. Whenever I start a festival off badly, I can't remember many festivals where I've turned it around. No. I think uh, psychologically the races just start to look harder and harder, don't they? And then you sort of convince yourself that the vote makers are having your eyes out because you're not getting seven to one about the uh, five to two favourite that you fancy in the handicap and things like that. You know, it's uh, it's all it all becomes a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy, and then you're thinking, well, the draw's knackered in it. I'm going to back one each side, you know, and you end up diluting the occasional winner that you have because you, you split your stakes. And, yeah. You know, you just make stupid decisions, don't you? Yeah. Um, which brings us on to the first question then. Um, one of our avid listeners, Rob Jackson, he sounds in a bit of despair today, and we've all been there. He says, Hi, guys, any tips on how to improve my form? <laughs> John. <laughs> Plenty of gin would probably help. Um, it helps me. You, you know, sit there with a gin, a bong, and hope for instant enlightenment. Um, it, it, it's just tricky, isn't it? You know, I mean, it can be a really hard meeting, and if you don't get off to a, to a good start, sometimes you feel like drawing stumps, and it's not always a bad decision. You know, yeah. um, you, you don't have to keep plugging away for five days and keep getting your nuts kicked in, you know. I mean, all I can say, all I can say to Rob is that, I mean, doing doing this for a living is is you go through the same as what any recreational punt will go through, where you can do nothing right, things keep getting chinned. I mean, for example, Carter today in Britannia, I had a good bet to cover all my win stakes on six places on the exchanges. Where did it finish? Seven. Um, and this is the kind of like mental torture <laughs> you end, you have to endure and. It's a shame, Rob, that the the, the weather is, isn't constant for the rest of the week because I'm pretty certain that that you could back anything front end and stand side. Because as we've seen today, John, if yeah. you get hand eight and front on that stand side, they they, they ain't they ain't getting to you. Um, They're not getting any purchase of You know, I think no. uh, the running out is more or less staying the same. Very um, difficult to make ground. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think pace is even much of a factor. We, we're getting these sort of American dirt races where you jump out and whoever's leading into the clubhouse turns winning it. Yeah, yeah. And I, and, I mean, sad, and sadly, Rob, like I say, 
Um, Pip Larkin, who's, who's, who's messaged, messaged me today, and she's, obviously she's been on the show before and she's a fan of the show. She says um, she wants uh, Sean Lloyd's and uh, Michael Fisher's opinion on the weather tomorrow. Well, well, Pip, um, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a lot of rain tomorrow uh, and tonight. It's raining currently at Ascot, and I'm, I'm certain that they will, they will get a fair amount tonight and a fair amount tomorrow. Our guess, I think, he's around 12 mils. We're, we're predicting 12 mils. Which, John, what, what, what? If, if they got 12 mils by 2 p.m. tomorrow, what, what, what's the ground? I think definitely the slower side of good, definitely at best. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think if I right, I mean it's difficult, but I have to look the night before. I have to get up at crack of dawn again, and I'm going to handicap for good to soft. And I think that's the that's the probably the sensible scenario. I think I think I think uh, you will not get this fast crack. So that that's changing the entire meeting and the dynamics of it because we don't know. Now it's clear with that with that Clark job, right? He he, he loves to water after after each day when there's no when there's no uh, oh, no, no precipitation. He likes to mess. He likes to mess away. I know he does. He probably puts more on the stands rail, etc. So that stand that's proven that those last couple of races today. That stands that stands rail must dry out amazingly well, a lot better than any part of the track because, yeah. and and that's that's patently evident today. So he's obviously he's not going to water tonight. So should it stay the same? Do you think? Well, I, 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 I certainly won't be reckoning anything for our side tomorrow. No, no. I, I, so I think I think the only thing that you might want to change. I mean, that's the thing. I, I'm saying pace and hydros, but it might not be pace and hydros. They might end up riding like it's fast ground tomorrow on good to soft, and then every everything just stops dead. Um, yeah, one one, you know, one good chillax ride from the back could turn things around, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. But like you say, I, I, so everything high tomorrow, folks. I think you've got to do that because if you think about it, all things being equal, the clerk can't mess with the going, uh, can't no. mess with the track where he's watering. So it's going to be an equal distribution from the good Lord above. And it should then remain the same where the stand side, again, is, is heavily the place to be. So interesting then, then tomorrow. Right, we move on to our next question. And it's a good one, actually. Um, it's it's from John Hines, uh, Mr. 101 on Twitter, an in-running player he is, knowledgeable chap. Um, and he says, um, are the rules working, John? Six-day ban for Crowley uh, for winning the uh, uh, on Marfeth, uh, William Haggis' today. Two days for Rab Havlin and obviously Peter Crouch in the last, uh, the 5.35, he's going to get some, um, he's going to get some holiday time. So three winners and three bands. Is this right? Are the rules right, John? No, they're not. Um, I mean, Marfeth, even though that was probably the best arse in the race, for yes. me, that should have gone because if Ryan Moore was much more impeded, he'd have been on the deck. And yeah, if, he's, if, if he's carted off to hospital, what does that look like? You know, with Jim Crowley, to all intents and purposes, driving his horse into Ryan Motors. I mean, whipping left hand. Um, and I mean, he's got done for what? Top end of careless? Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, 
I've had this conversation several times already this year um, regarding to win at all costs. And I, I get both sides of the argument. And it's a real tough balancing act because what you don't want is, and, and bearing in mind, John, I, I'd agree with you, like the, the, the rules that things need to change, but it's the people that are making the decisions that aren't good enough to make these decisions, if you know what I mean. If you hmm. give them more power, if you give them more power to chuck things out and say, right, well, you, you're gonna. I mean, th- we've seen what we've seen what's happened in the past. We've had seven length winners chucked out. Oh, and like Royal Gate and things like that. And I, I know. I mean, they're, they're not good. Um, no. But I just think the rules as they stand now just encourage is dangerous riding. And, uh, I'll agree. I'll, I'll agree with that. I'm not. I'll not, I'm not agree about chucking that that Marfet out. Um, I mean, it's obviously it's, it's opinions, and, and obviously, listeners, you you'll have your own views on it. Obviously, I, I say no. John says yes. But I do agree with John and John John Hines um, on that something needs to change, really. Um, and it comes back to that central uh, stewarding panel that I'd like to see. I a bit like VAR but not VAR because they're rubbish as well. Um, so, somewhere where you've got three professional, three professionals, maybe industry professionals, that's to be race course stewards. Take it away from the idiot stewards and basically make the... You, I mean, what annoys me, right? So that, that Jim Crowley on Mohafet today, he's one-on-one on Betfair, right? <laughs> he's, like, he's not going to get thrown out under the current guys, right? So why have they taken 14 minutes like to announce the result? I mean, you could look in 90 seconds, ban Jim, and let everyone move on. Now, until the rules change, you, you, you've got idiots. You know, they're just, they've no idea. So I think I think a central panel in the stewards each day to look at all meetings, sat in, sat in a booth. They don't need to be at a race course. They just watch the, watch the VT and go, yeah, on here in about 90 seconds. It's not hard. Um, and I just, all this interviewing jockeys rubbish, It's the, that, that's a load of rubbish. What do you need to interview jockeys for? You can see with technology these days. So there's a lot of improvements can be made. The problem is it's just, it's down to the BHA again. It's, it's, it's society riddled with fools. Yeah, well, they, um, they don't want to get their hands around anything, do they? That's the problem with the BHA. No. You just want to go coasting along, you know, upsetting nobody and certainly not regulating the spark properly. But let's be right, John. If me and you were jockeys, right, under the current rules, because we're competitive, both of us, and it's like you under current rules. If you, if you, <laughs> if you especially back yours, you're barging me out of way. You don't give a. Oh, you're going through the railings, aren't you? You're on jumps, cars. I'm there. I could just see it at Lingfield Park on turf, and I'm, yeah. and you knock me off at off at course, and I'm sat on birch fence. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, so we're kind of proving to everyone here that the rules do need to change because, in some capacity, the problem is you give them too much power and you get complete idiot reversals, and then that's not good for the game when the punters are being robbed mm. out of something that shouldn't have got chucked because they're not they're not intelligent enough to make the right call. Again, I, 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 this is it. It's, it's a tough one. But uh, John, yes. Anyway, we'll move on. We, we could fill a show with that one, I think. Um, right, Ian Davis being on, and he's uh, he'll he'll be bouncing today after Mohafet. I've got a feeling. In fact, he, he said he said he's bought enough pate and krug 
for the year, I think, after, after oh. today's Mohafet win, he says on Twitter. But he says, um, last year's winner in the third in the derby job finished 8th and 11th of 12th <laughs> in today's Gold Cup. Yeah. Have we been transported back to the 19th century when the Ascot race was the pinnacle of flat racing? Or was last year's derby, closely followed by this year's, the farce of the century? Well, I think uh, if we had been transported back to the 19th century, it would have been a very sad sight to have seen the lads trying to win a, <laughs> a pair of fighting cocks off Lord Zetland in the Gold yeah. Cup, rather than a bit of prize money. But I, I would have to agree entirely that last year's derby now is looking absolutely dire. I mean, that was... As, as we discussed at dinner time, for me, that was the only hope for certain time today. That yeah. he, might, he might prove to be all about stamina, given yeah. that he did keep on in the derby. Um, I think he was spent after a mile and six, possibly two mile. He certainly didn't say the last half mile out. Um, no. wh- where the hell you would go with him after that, unless it was maybe the Supreme Novices, I do not know. It's difficult because it's hard to make a case as a sire, really. I think I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with that. Um, might end up like mongrel and Japan running future hard weeks and stuff like that. Well, well, somebody said on Twitter, "What would you do with certain ten? I just said, "Contact a taxidermist." He appears to be no longer with us. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's 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 it has. It's not. I love it when the derby works out. The derby for me is that's the that's the race. The derby. I want to see it. I love it when you get a Guineas winner go derby, then eclipse, and and that that I'm buzzing when that happens. Um, and we've not had that now for well a good one anyway for a, for a, for a good while. I think it's going to be a long while before you see Aiden just run one in the derby as well. After yeah. last, that last time, I think that was quite pivotal as well. Um, I don't, I don't think we'll see him going into the derby single-handed unless he's got a real cracker jack. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, agree with that. Um, it's been a been a bit of a barren season, really, for Ballydoyle. Um, there'll be some questions being asked, I think. Yeah, he's got um, some mints there, hasn't he? By the look of things. Well, well, well barring the uh, barring the hooks winner. Um, you know, um, he's uh, high, de- high definition is going to be carrying a lot of hopes in the, in the Irish Derby. Yeah, absolutely. At least, at, at least the track will suit the Irish Derby. You know, for, for yeah. high definition. Yeah. Um, but he might need three pacemakers. <laughs> I think, <laughs> well, if, if things don't pick up, Aidan might need a pacemaker fitting. <laughs> he's, uh, he's starting to gabble a bit in the in these interviews and. He actually tolerated Chapman singing All You Need Is Love yesterday when he was interviewing him, so... Yeah. Um, Aidan's probably not far off chewing the corner of the carpet. (laughs) (laughs) Beyond the wax wax fruit. (laughs) Yeah, can't beat the wax fruit. Straight jacket on. Have a wax up, we'll shut you up. Right, next question. Carl Swanson says, question, question, guys, have a lot of the top table jockeys forgot how to ride Ascot this week? Well, I don't know. I think if you're drawn low, it doesn't matter how you ride. Or drawn in the centre, anyway. If you're drawn centre, you might as well just 
Yeah, if you, if you can up the middle, you might as well get off and carry the bastard. Yeah. All the good it is. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, is there a way to ride Ascot at the minute? Other than get out and bag the near rail? Um, well, not this week. But I mean, I mean, the, the surprising thing to most and the Twitter arty shrewds and the Twitter arty punters were screaming at everyone, saying, why aren't they going Stans Rail? Why aren't they going Stans Rail? It took yeah. them ages to realise. Like, we we covered it in yesterday's show, the, the trainers and jocks. Well, that's it. Well, that, even them that stood there watching, they're just standing there like blowfish, weren't they? <laughs> Incredible, really. Yeah, no, no, no one had foresight to think, oh, hang on a minute, this is looking a bit favourable right now. And, uh, these these uh, are the pinnacle of our sport. These are the elite professionals that leave no stone unturned in their quest for winners. <laughs> and they couldn't even work out as a really half furlong track race. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know, spot on. Um, uh, right, so uh, Jay on Twitter says, following your SDS rant yesterday, is mm-hmm. James the Doyler Doyle just as bad, if not worse? Thoughts on the noon star ride, John? Well, that... To be honest, I don't necessarily think it was James Doyle's fault. I mean, I mentioned this on Twitter when he was jocked up, and I said, well, this is Milne Star's fourth jockey, I think, in five runs. And for a keen going Philly, I thought that was utter stupidity, in yeah. all honesty. I mean, uh, she'd done enough for King's Cut last time, but I, I, I thought familiar hands would have been a lot better a fresh pair of hands, especially at a place like this where they can get a bit buzzed up going under that walkway and all such as that, you know. And uh, to me, when the race started, she jumped straight into his hands and was doing plenty. I don't, I don't necessarily think a man and a half so. I think she could prove to be better as a man and a quarter, certainly this year. But, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean... Doyle's not riding regular for anybody, is he? So, I mean, he, he doesn't have the advantage of being a stable jockey and getting to know people's horses, you, you know, which I, I do think assists a jockey to a great great extent. Not as much as I think it helps a trainer to have a, a regular jockey. You, you know, I mean, if you're good enough to stay stable, a second jockey as well. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I, do, I do think that the Doyler is probably in a tougher position than Sill at the minute because, for the time being, Sill's King Power's go-to man, isn't he? But how long that lasts is anybody's guess. There was one at Andy Caps today. I think King Power... <laughs> I think King Power doing a solo middle as I went past the post. <laughs> I thought, oh, Christ, Sill, you know, what are you doing, son? You know, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's not knowing whether he wants a shit or a haircut, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I do think Doyle is on the downgrade big time. Uh, mm-hmm. I've thought that for a bit. That's not just after today or any, or any of the... I've, he's been on my list on the downgrade for a while now. Um, Christopher's using him. I, I don't know why. He's, he's getting very average. Um, I mean, wh- what do you think to Sir Michael Stout then, John? I mean, I mean we keep saying, you know, is this the last season? Could well, there be another season? It, it's, it's looking like the last season's getting a, a lot closer, isn't it, to, to mm. say the least. I mean, uh, it, it's not long since you, you'd come to Ascot thinking, 
what price is he to be top trainer? How many winners do you think he'll have? Now you come to Ascot thinking, I wonder if he'll snake one. Yeah, exactly you know, that. And I, th- yeah. I think that's where he's at now, you know, and I think it's a shame. But, you know, there's probably a lot of old staff aren't there now. Um, he's lost his misses. It's, um, it's, it's just what happens, isn't it? It's evolution. Yeah, old Mikey Oldie in the in the in the top hat today, uh, turning up at ATR. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking he, that's the tip in itself. Everyone's thinking he's come for a stout winner. He's come for a stout winner as Mikey. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's, he's probably brought him along there, expecting no star to go really close. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it, it's not happened for him because either they are judging want to change the jockey. She's done too much, but. You know, I mean, he used to bring 18 or 20 to this meeting and they'd run well, you know. You knew he was going to bring it. But yeah. now he's thinking, well, what what's going to be the problem with this? What, you know, and half the time, the minute you look and you, you see a potential problem, it, it, it happens, you, you know. He, he, yeah, he, 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 the yard's not in a good place for me. No, I don't like to see. It. I don't like to see a, a top, 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 top man like Stout um, just not competing at the top table. Um, yeah. Disappointing to see. Anyway, we'll go through uh, uh, day three's results now. We'll start off with the Norfolk Stakes uh, Group Two affair. Perfect power winning, winning for the absolute blitzing in stable form. Richard Fay. Um, that actually did come from behind, but they went absolutely banana dots with the uh, Wesley Wesley Ward. That did go too hard. That was like that was doing firecracker for fractions. Um, John, did you did you have any view on this? Like, like anything I, catch your eye? Or? I just thought Go Bears Go that led all the way on the far side was probably the one to take out the race. Yeah. But again, I'm struggling to give these two year olds much of a rating, to be honest. I agree. I don't think. I mean, yeah, it's a bit worrying. I mean, normally sometimes at least one two-year-old race will see like a, a champion, a future champion. They'll maybe even be Guinness quotes, you know, for something that's that's won. We, uh, you know, we we need Aiden to unleash someone in the Chesham that wins seven or eight lands. I think because up to yeah. press, this is this is desperate. I mean, I know it was on the favoured stand side, but if you back. To project Dante today, I think you're a bit unlucky because that horse missed the kick slightly. Um, just was on the back foot early, and he had obviously the favoured stand side. So I'm not picking it up too much, but definitely if that pings the lids, probably um, should have won on the day. Yeah, project Dante would have won the race. It's just that obviously you can't upgrade it because because it's right down that stands rail. So not yeah. too, not saying too much about the Norfolk me and job. Then we go on to the uh, Hampton Court Mohafe. Obviously, Ian Davis bouncing up and down. Um, probably still bouncing up and down. Um, yeah. uh, John, thoughts he's on made, the... Uh... He's maybe got somebody bouncing up and down on him by now. <laughs> um, he's won that much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I think probably <laughs> the most improved performance in the race was probably moving time. I think it's outrun its rating and shows it's still got a future. Um, but overall, I think Mohafeth has just run to it great in there, really. 
Yeah, well, I was. I'm going to probably upset Ian now because he'll, be, he'll probably listen to this now. He'll be, he'll be sat with his Pat Pay and Krug, and he'll be expecting glowing, glowing reviews here. And I'm not glowing reviews because they went bananas. And moving time was the one being keen, uh, you know, sort of bit wide, got 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 bumped, um, you know, early on. And I thought outran its odds. I thought, like you said, moving time is the one to take from the race. Yeah, um, it, it was half... sharp, but it was sharp because of the fact of him as though it had already improved, wasn't it? You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't back it because, like you said, the, the price was already on yeah. the progression happening. Yeah. Well, it did progress because the thing is, had things gone better for it, it probably would have gone close. It just, mm. it just, it was, it was choke out. It was too handy. They went bananas. Mahaffath had the run of the race. I get live sectionals. I looked at the at the at the times, and Mahaffath basically was in the ideal position. Um, you know, it was quite efficient in terms of um, yeah. of, of what happened in the race. So I can't I can't upgrade Mahaffath a pound on that performance, and I'm not sure I particularly like the hanging right. Um, but then a couple have done that today. Maybe the hanging towards a better ground. Maybe because the centre's sloppy, and they always say. Horses, you know, no, you know, can feel where the ground's better. I so the 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 near lead and the off lead, and they pro- probably probably feel it that it's a bit bit quicker towards that rail, and that's why they're hanging hanging that way. I don't know. That's what someone told me once. I don't know if that's a load of bollocks, but possible. <laughs> yeah, um, but, but I mean, obviously, Surefire did that way from the card as well, uh, same as Mahaffa hung yeah. hung that way, um, and he's never done that before. No. Um, anyway, so we go on to the uh, so moving time is the eye catcher for me and John. And sorry, Ian, but Mahaffath, that's what he is. It, I, I don't I don't see him better than that. That whatever you rated you put on that, that's him. Um, and you can probably make me eat my words in the eclipse. Um, the, yeah, um, the Ribblesdale, um, very well backed winner actually. Very of uh, John and Thaddeus, forties into eighteens. Loving Dream, the, the winner, John? I think they backed, well, they must have backed it because they know they've got a park hill house, I think. Uh, I think it just probably saw the race out better than most. Uh, I think there are plenty of non, non-stairs in the race. This thing's out of uh, Sadler's Wells um, Grand Dam, I think. Uh, the Sadler's yeah. Wells certainly on the dam side somewhere. I think she'd probably get a mile six. Uh, that's where I'd be going next to Park Hill. Um, the has continued the upward curve, run all right. But, uh, I think the rest haven't covered themselves in glory at all. I, I, I definitely want to see Nome Star drop back to 10. Gloria Mundy was too keen. Um, the rest didn't look shit, really, didn't they? Yeah, well, I'm bouncing here because Eshard is my eye catcher of the day. Um, I think she's. Um... The pace wasn't that great in this, so I was very disappointed in the kilts. The kilts like capitulated like she's just not in any kind of form whatsoever. She hung a little bit, didn't like the kilts at all. Jabai Fountain, Noonstar did too much. Um, but Eshada was basically out the back and the only one really to come from that far back and, and really make a proper race of it. Um, and Eshada, for me, is the best early out of that. And I can't wait to see where they go next with her because I think I think she'll improve from it. 
Um, obviously, they think the other filly that ran in the Oaks um, is better than Ishada because Ishada yeah. would have probably turned up in the Oaks. So maybe it's a tip for that one as well. So I like the Varian and uh, Sheikh Amdam fillies. Uh, Ishada and the one that ran in the Oaks maybe to come out and do do big things later in the year. But I certainly like that performance today. We move on to the Gold Cup where I did my complete bollocks job. Um, <laughs> I. Le- I was, I was laying, <laughs> I was laying flapper all the way around. Um, I thought they'd gone a little bit, little bit hard. It looked, it, it looked very generous the pace to me, and obviously the other pace, uh, Amran Nabifan, Nabifan, that was tailed off. And I, I, I cannot crab this performance at all. Subjectivist made me pay out plenty. It, I ate my words, and I cannot. Fault the performance in Iota. This he, is a new champion. He's easily hit his mark, hasn't he? Probably with scope to improve. Yeah. Seven or eight pound, really. You know, what I mean, which would put him up there with Shadowverdis. His current rating. Sad as it may seem, it looks like the kilt's got one. Yeah, I think this beats this. If this, if they meet again in Goodwood Cup, for example. Um, if that's the next protocol, um, I would have the lot on subjectivists to be Strad- Strad's 11 to 4, isn't he? It's, it's, uh, mate. Yeah. Strad- Strad's gone for me. I'll tell you why I think Strad's gone. Because everyone's moaning about Vittorian getting hampered, blah, blah, blah. If Strad had been in any kind of form on this day, it might have just been below form, but, but he would have got past Spanish Mission and Princess Zoe. Simple as. He was, you know, he, he would have enough class to get past. Put it this way, if subjectivist wasn't in race, you're not saying Stradivarius is an unlucky loser. He's basically saying, well, he couldn't get past Princess Zoe and Spanish Mission. Mm. You know, I, I, I know it hasn't panned out. And I know people say, well, yeah, but it'd, it'd have been three or four lengths, it'd have, it'd have beat them otherwise. But Stradivarius took care of them anyway, I think, like, at his best. Yes. And I just... I just I don't I don't I don't see that where he's best today, and I'd I'd have my doubts going forwards whether he can reproduce what he used to do because I just thought his his foot was rather lacking today. Um, so yeah, despite getting hampered, that's my view. Subjectivist is got is the new champ, and I would have the lot on if if there are similar prices. Subjectivist will beat Stradivarius again next time at Goodwood, in my view. Uh, Britannia, John, uh, you were seething because um, I know uh, you had a you had yeah, two large bets. Um, um, I, I've already backed Dino. Uh, well, actually, backed Dino on Tuesday for this, um, and then when uh, cooler heads prevailed this afternoon, I ended up back in Liffey River to win an ace bit and Quintillus at forty odd to win plenty. And two furlongs out, I thought I was getting plenty because Quintillus come there as it was on the snap. Now, whether it didn't stay or whether it dogged it, I don't know, but was rather galling to getting beaten by Marcus Tricon. And it was a nasty, nasty habit of doing that to me when I'm on at good odds. But there you go. Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, the stand side, I mean, they went so hard in this. No wonder the, the held up runners, you know, like come to the fore on the sand side because the the the, the fractions were just lung busting. Um, 
And like you say, <laughs> just you got beat by circumstances. Unfortunately for me, my bet was on the far side. And like all good place bets, I had a six place bet. And where did it come? Seven. Carder. Um, yeah, that, that, that. And, and after doing your bollocks in Gold Cup, John, that just that was like rubbing salt salt on a on a on a on a blister on a on an open blister. Especially um, when it's the kilt training it for you as well. If you just had to watch him win the gold cup through gritted teeth, and then he he comes back and gives you a knackersack a good old twist. Absolutely. The, you know, typical of the man, really. The kilt. I know. We all fall foul of a kilt. Um, five five this is right. So I'm amazed that I actually won this because where my day was going, I'm thinking, oh, this is just this is not my meeting. It's yeah. Obviously, I backed the winner, put it out in the morning, um, and yeah, I had, I had a good bet. Of eggs. It was nice, but um, I mean, it managed to take off the field at <laughs> winning. What? Any thoughts on this? Sure, fire. Yeah, it's probably a. Probably a Melrose type horse, isn't he? That's out of the saddle as well as Mare. Seems yeah. to stay really well. Uh, you could maybe say Salamarak possibly should have won. I don't know. Um, Ryan was well out the back one, he? And I mean, he, he, he just seems to have this stencil that he rides the round course at Ascot too, and he's invariably in trouble turning in, you know. Uh, but on the whole, you know, I mean, it was a sort of result where you could have half expected it through the front toe in the betting, weren't there? Uh, was probably just a so what sort of race, really. I don't think anything's really nutted its rating or anything. No, I mean, I do think Surefire will progress because I do think the stamina in the Dams family, and he's a, he's a yeah. fine phys- physical specimen, mm. real, real, a real, real fine sort. Um, and so I think he'll improve, but. I don't know. He's, he, I was a bit lucky today because young in possibly hampered some others. I, yeah, I'd have to watch it back properly to, to get a, a, a full a full feedback on that. But yeah, I was pleased that one. Uh, I, did, I didn't expect it because I wasn't having the best of times, but it was very very welcome. Uh, Buckingham Palace uh, handicap, John. Any of you here? I feel Princess just did a Wesley Ward and blitzed them all down Stamford. Well, what can you say? You know, I mean, it was just. Either an awesome performance or not the best performance you've ever seen from a clerk at the course in your life, really. I mean, this is just a bit sickening, isn't it, really? You know? Yeah. I'm kind of pleased with John Quinn, you know. I mean, he's he's up, probably up there with Gavin Cromwell as people you wouldn't think entirely likely to have a winner at the, the Royal Meeting, but, um, you know, he's a good, solid Northern trainer. It's nice he's had a win. But, you know, I mean, where, where the hell are you going with it? That's a uh, race out of farm. There's sirens going up as usual. Um, Favourite's probably a nice horse. That's missed the kick completely early on. Ended up finishing fifth for all H-way backers. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, that's from that race. OK, right, so we've covered off. Uh, today pretty well I, I, I feel uh, some, some interesting insights for you there and opinion uh, on to tomorrow John I'm not going to go race by race because I think I think we've got our views might change come the weather in the morning and stuff like it's very difficult tipping yeah. but is there anything that stands out for you tomorrow 
Well, I've got my big bet on um, the Haggis horse in the Sandringham. Right, I'll tell you what then, because I like this one, and I think we should make it a Bar Steward special. Do you agree? Well, I have, I have no no complaints about that because that's it then. I'm, Ding I'm, dong. I'm sticking with this. Yeah, uh, we've got it. We've done it. Twenty. I mean, I mean, we've even, we've even, we've even landed the draw. We've even, yeah. you know, <laughs> we've landed in a bucky sigil. Um and companionship. William Haggis, twenty-eight to one is available. Holly Doyle, the, the poster girl. The, the brilliant brilliant jockey of our time, Holly Doyle on board, companionship for reasons that um, John has highlighted before, and he said he said basically this horse, um, it beat Quineldor, Quineldor won off, off 80 at Goodwood, bolted up, and the reasoning being that um, Haggis sent this straight for a listed race. Now, this horse was rated uh, 81. Simply, simply as Haggis could have gone for any handicap like he does, and yet he didn't. It went off six to one. He, you know, Ryan Moore was on. This is it. You know, this could be absolutely thrown in off eighty-one. There's a bit of guesswork because you have to you have to do that. But William Agus is no idiot, as we know. He's probably the second best trainer in the land right now, maybe the best. Um, and and I, I honestly believe that that this this that this filly's got a lot more to come. Um the ground will be no problem, I don't think. I think good to soft would be, be perfectly fine. And Galileo, um, no problem whatsoever with the ground. Well drawn. That's the, the prime the, the best eight stone jockey in the well in Europe yeah. probably. Yeah. And I mean this this is this is this is good stuff. This is really, really good stuff. I really feel good about this tomorrow. Companionship in the Sandrigan is a bar steward special and we check our twitter page tomorrow because we will have our other thoughts and bets it's very difficult to do it at this time because obviously we don't know we don't know the exact conditions you know we try and predict but we don't know so it's better just to check around mid-morning just to check what we're doing what we're fancying and and it's it's a good little help for you throughout the day and any thoughts or any if i think there's a bias or anything I'll, i'll i'll let you know so yeah, so that's a good way to finish the show. A bastard special companionship in the Sandringham tomorrow. Don't miss us again tomorrow for the for the day four review on for the Friday. inquest. <laughs> for the for the inquest, we'll, we'll, we chew the fat and we sit. We, we 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 don't we do not sit on the fence like other podcasts. We do not sit on the fence. That's all from me and John tonight. Have a great evening and hopefully tomorrow's lucky for you. Bye for now.